Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookies get on. Everybody, welcome back to the Mikey Betts Show. We have a really good one this week. We have uh, our co-host is uh, on his way. Jeff is on his way, but we have our other co-host, Elliot. What's up, brother? Yo, what up? Here so, oh, look who it is. That was actually look perfect timing. Is. <laughs> is he all right over there? We still, we still uh, lost him. What a start to the fucking show. <laughs> so, uh, while Jeff is getting ready over there, um, how you doing, Elliot? What's going on? I'm dead, man. I was you, long day, hooped in the morning, long day of work. I'm ready to go though, dude. You know, the, the minute you sent that text, I literally woke up there. Me yeah. up. Uh, I was there he is. You go, dude. We have a lot to talk about this week, like a fucking lot. So I want to run it down. We have Championship Sunday recap. Uh, we have the Super Bowl, Brady retiring. The Bears with their new hire in their press conference. We got the Bulls talk. We got the Flores lawsuit. There's so much shit going on in the in the fucking sports world right now when it's supposed to be dying down. This is like the this is the season where it dies down right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know we're a week, you know, a week before, but this is where it gets quiet. You have the Pro Bowl. Everybody spends their last Sunday with the family right before the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? This is the Sunday to be like, all right take everybody out and then we go watch the Super Bowl. But um that championship Sunday recap or the the Chiefs game that shit was crazy. Chiefs Bengals game, let's start with that one first. What did you guys think of that? It's all about it's all about Joe Burrow, right? <laughs> this oh. new kid on the block. I didn't think he could beat Mahomes. That that was that was crazy. That was a great game, man. I mean, the Bengals uh, on our our other podcast, I picked them last in the division in the AFC North, so I'll chalk that one up as a flat out loss. <laughs> Wasn't Damn. seeing this coming. It's just, it's crazy that Burrow, this is his second year, his first full season, and he's just accomplishing all this. And then I don't think there's ever been a player to win the NFC or not the NFC, the uh, NCAA championship, the fucking Super Bowl, and the Heisman all in like two year, a two year span. That's absolutely That's never happens ever. Ever. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, when you watch this game, 
just the the Chiefs, man. It's almost like they they were just too good for their own good. I mean, it, it almost felt like after yep. that first half, they could just turn it on whenever they wanted to. And I say it all the time in playoff football: you need to take the points when they're there. And I don't know who you blame for that play call at the end of the first half. If it's an offensive coordinator thing, if it's, I mean, obviously it's a Patrick Mahomes thing. He should have went to the end zone immediately, you know, quick drop, put it in the end zone. It's either a touchdown or a drop and they get some Uh points out of it instead of going out to the flat to Tyreek. But my eyes that, especially because they were down 11 the last time they played at half and I, I sat there after they, they walked away with no points. I was like, dude, that's the game right there. That's that's going to play a factor in this game come the end of the fourth quarter. And sure enough, I mean, had they kicked that field goal to go up by 14, you know, at half, I mean, totally different game. They, I mean, they you know, if the game ends up being, you know, the, the, the points end up coming out the way that they did, they end up winning that game in regulation. So I just can't believe they made that decision in the playoffs. And it was Mahomes' decision, you know. It was it was him making that decision. It wasn't Andy Reid because I know Andy wanted to kick that realistically. But you, if you were to tell me, or if I were to tell you that the Chiefs were first and goal twice in that game and they lost, they didn't score. They were twice. They had the the first half and the second half, and they missed their opportunities. Nobody would believe me because. It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's a lot of unbelievable stats in that game. I mean, they put up they put up 21 in the first and then three in the first half and then three points in the second half. They only had two first downs in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I couldn't believe what I was watching, especially the way that the Bengals just had him moving back there. I mean, it looked like he wasn't comfortable at all, and there was a ton of easy checkdowns he should have had. I had a uh, uh, a parlay going. It was a like a DraftKings special over 250 passing yards for Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, and so every single time there was somebody open on the Chiefs, I'm I'm, I'm yelling at the screen, check down, Kelsey's right there, you know Pringles right there, yeah. just wanting him just to take any yards possible. And whole second half, he just looked like he was trying to go deep the entire time, and it just pissing me off. He ended up finishing with 275. Joe Burrow ended up with 250 on the dot to win that bet for me. But I couldn't believe what I was watching in that second half right there. I mean, the Chiefs, to only get one ring in the position they've been in in the last four years is unbelievable. I mean, they're still young, but that window's closing. And it's closing. You're right. Quickly. With Travis yeah. Kelsey, I think it, it closes with Travis Kelsey. And then you never know what Tyreek's going to do, right? If he's going to leave or something like that. But right. those two guys, obviously Patrick Mahomes makes it, but without those two guys, it, the Chiefs team is very, very average. Um, so, yeah, you got to shout out the Bengals defense, too. Sacked Mahomes four times, picked them twice. Uh, didn't, nobody saw that coming out of the Bengals. And Eli, Eli Apple has to be the most cornerback-ish cornerback ever, right? Like, the guy who sucks the whole game gets a couple stops and acts like a show off. And then he'll go troll all over. You ever see those like uh cornerbacks when nobody's covering them and they're fucking celebrating. Like, you know, they did all the work every time. That's literally the definition. If you look up at the definition of cornerback, it's probably Eli, Eli Apple. And then, you know, like that guy literally is the description of a fucking cornerback, a shitty cornerback as it, as it be may, but that's what he is. Hey, dude, he came out high. 
Came out he's high. Got, he's got confidence, though. That's the thing. As a cornerback, you you have to be confident. Short memory doesn't matter how bad you played the play. Absolutely, before that. it's all about making the next one. That's like Jalen um, Ramsey. Shout out Jalen Ramsey. Uh, we'll transition to uh, Tom Brady soon. But uh, did you guys see his tweet where he was like, "Man, I got the last. He threw the last pass on me, uh, and it was against Mike Mike Evans, the last touchdown." Yeah, that's fucking that hilarious. Yeah, well, we'll get to that soon, but uh, yeah, that fucking Bengals game. I got a funny story. My buddy, we're going to the bar. I won't say his name because he bet a large amount of money and his wife would kill him. But yeah, and that wouldn't be fair to Austin. But uh, <laughs> Austin fucking bet uh, $300 on the Chiefs and uh, the Rams, and he parlayed it. And the whole time, my one buddy's rooting for the Bengals. I'm just fucking quiet. I, I, I had the Bengals plus seven. But I didn't bet a lot of money, so I didn't. I wasn't like fucking rooting against him. And the whole time he's like, "No, it's just small money. It's no big deal. It's no big deal." And then all of a sudden, the fucking Chiefs are lo- starting to lose. He goes, "Oh my god! Like I got a lot of money riding on this." All of a sudden, the guy kicks the field goal. The Bengals win. He goes, "My wife is gonna fucking kill me, bro. My <laughs> wife is gonna fucking kill me." And I was like, "Yeah, she's gonna fucking kill you, dude." It was so funny, but I felt so bad. He made his money back with the Rams, which is why I'm telling the story. But but it was just so funny fucking him. Yeah, it was just small money, no big deal, because the Chiefs were up by so much. He thought he was so sure he was going to win that bet. And then when he lost it, he was like, fuck this. I got to make my money back. Threw it all on the Rams. I told him to take the, the 49ers plus three and a half. That hit too, though. So Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I actually I went against my rule. I, I had a certain amount that I had the entire season to play with, and then I lost it last oh. week and i was like all right i'm done i'm waiting until my future bets come in because i have some guaranteed money coming mm-hmm. but once the game started or like it was probably and next started like itching noon one o'clock i was like whatever <laughs> i got some guaranteed money coming in i'm gonna i'm gonna put some on so luckily i i won because then i uh actually i just money lied in the rams so that, that game was exciting yeah but the thing i'm pissed about the Bengals, you know Props to the Bengals, dude. Joe Burrow is the man. He's just the coolest guy out there. My wife, when he when he, I showed her his outfit as he was walking in the stadium, oh, I was yeah. like, dude, this dude looks like a badass. And she was like, that looks stupid. I was like, no, man. I'm like, you're just expecting somebody to walk in in like a three piece suit, you know, Literally. skinny jeans, whatever the case may be. He came out looking like he was like 1993, had the chain hanging, baggy jacket. Oh man, I love that guy. But Chidobe Awuzie. Drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, was not good enough to play for the Cowboys, comes to the Bengals, turns into the lockdown corner we expected him to be in Dallas, and here he is going to the Super Bowl, first year off the team. So Are you salty? I saw that I, I was just frustrated about that in the entire season because he had a great season the entire time. Isn't it the worst when players go to another team and flourish, especially when they're your on your team? For example, Cedric Benson, when he went to the Bengals for the Bears, from the Bears to the Bengals, dude, I was so fucking pissed because he was going off. It's probably got to be the worst feeling when you have a good player, but he just isn't a good fit on your fucking team. And it's the most frustrating thing to me. I can't stand it. Well, one of the things that I love, and this is kind of be a good transition here to get into the Rams game, I love Leonard Floyd. I love Leonard that, Floyd. The there you go. The Bears drafted him. All uh, my, I'm in, I'm in, this one fantasy league with these dumbass Bears fans who just hate on every single person on the team, and they were hating on Leonard Floyd his entire career. And if you watched like the tape, I mean, a lot of the pressures 
you know, a lot of the sacks were coming off of Leonard Floyd pressures. He just didn't mm-hmm. get the sacks, so he didn't get the stats. But he was getting some pressures. The minute he goes to the Rams, he turns into a baller, you know, playing outside. Aaron Donald coming up the middle, making plays. So, I mean, he's a cornerstone of that defense. So, I cannot wait. I hope the Rams win the Super Bowl this year. Actually, I mean, I'm up in the air. I still don't know who, but. I just love seeing him be successful to rub it in all the Bears fans' faces because they were just sick and tired of him not getting those flashy statistics uh, out of a top draft pick. He would put in a lot of work, though. For a Bears fan, people didn't see the – the. Um, he was very scrawny, but he did put a lot of work, and he was an impact maker. I mean, I can't tell you how many pass rushes this guy's had um, where he's attacked the quarterback. There are so many quarterback pressures and people were like, oh yeah, but he's not getting to him. He's not getting to him. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys got to understand how fucking hard it is to get to a quarterback, you know, in the first place, especially. Yeah. I understand that everybody's double teaming Khalil Mack, but these are some big boys and this is was his third year. They should have let him flourish a little bit more. I was, I was at the end of the year. Um, rooting for Leonard Floyd to stay because he was having a, a turnaround. And then, uh, you know, they traded him or he signed with the fucking 49ers and he's had a good year. Now he's going to the Super Bowl and the Bears are rebuilding for the 18th time in the last 20 years. So that's how that is. Um, before we get into Bears talk, though, let's talk uh, about this Rams game. Uh, the Rams came out. Kyle Shanahan finally lost against his buddy, uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay does not deserve to win that game. I'm telling you, this guy reminds me of the Joe Madden of football, right? Joe Madden, as in the Cubs guy who almost fucked up the whole World Series for us, but still ended up winning. That's how I felt when I was watching this game. I was like, dude, the guy challenged challenged himself when he fucking challenge that call in a matter of inches and it wasn't going to matter regardless. And if anything, the, the refs were being nice. So why would you even challenge that call? I, I think he did everything wrong, but still won that game. So he should be very lucky, which worries me though, going into the Super Bowl. What do you guys think? Rams are hot right now, man. I mean, Stafford shows up, unfortunately shows up late in the game. You know, the Niners have a 17-point lead. You let up a 17-point lead, you know, AFC, NFC championship, that's either bad coach and a bad quarterback. And, and I'm going to put it on Jimmy G, who, I mean, he gets dogged every year, but he's just not that guy. He's just a, a decent quarterback. I think. Right. And right. You, you have a lead 17 against a division rival who you've been whooping. I think it was eight straight times they beat them. Mm-hmm. Um you got to put the nail in the coffin there. They couldn't rush the ball either, though. You know, 26 yards rushing was their leader. <laughs> that that always sucks. But when you right. got the hand in, you got the ball in Jimmy G's hands, I don't trust him ever. And he showed up again and failed to me. Yeah, no, this one falls on Jimmy G. I mean, you could tell Rams were just stacking the box, making Jimmy G beat them. And at the end of the game, he kind of did what he always did. I hate hating on him just because he's, you know, he, he's kind of from, you know, Early our neighborhood. Heights. Yeah, he's, you know, real nice guy. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, Jeff's right. He's just not that guy. And you're looking at a team like the 49ers that's basically getting right there. You know, all they need is that last piece. <laughs> you know, essentially that, you know, a few years back when they played in the Super Bowl, that was that one pass. Oh, they were one pass away from winning it. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to look at it. Look at Kyle Shanahan and his history. 
just letting up leads. And I don't understand what was happening in the fourth quarter. And I know that, you know, they weren't able to rush the ball the entire time, but they were just putting the ball in Jimmy G's hands in a position to win the game, to either win or lose it. And I don't know why you make that decision as a head coach to sit there and put it in, like put the ball in an inconsistent quarterback's hands to, to go out there and win or lose the game for you. And I actually tweeted in the third quarter when the San Francisco 49ers went down and scored a touchdown. Uh, what's his name? Wide receiver. Uh, Juwan Jennings, I think his name is. It was like a third and five. They stopped him short. He was fighting for extra yards, and Eric Weddle just wanted no part of it. Eric Weddle literally just sat there and watched him fight for the first down. And right when I saw that, I was like, 49ers got this. Rams want no part of it. 49ers are the tougher team. They're just going to run it down their throats, out-muscle them, out-man them. And then sure enough, dude, they let up this fucking fourth quarter lead, which I was happy about because I bet the Rams. But I mean, this is this is a Kyle Shanahan thing. This is right, I, I can't quarters. believe that they let this this lead up. Um, but it is tough to beat a team three three teams or three times in a season. Absolutely. I mean, you got to figure out the guy on the third time, and if you don't, that's worrisome, especially when you're in the division, right? I mean, I'm not saying it would put Sean McVay's job in the hot seat, but at the end of the day, if you can't beat your division rivals, you're just going to have to hope that your division rival doesn't go to the playoff every year. That's kind of stupid, right? Um, I mean, yeah, that's fucking, that'd be terrible. And uh, thank God he beat them three, two, they got him two times out of three, but the, the third time was the most important. Matt Stafford's going to the Super Bowl. That means that the Detroit Lions are just fucking bums. And miserable and can never win for the guy. Um, Joe let's, Burrow let's, is going. Well, I was Go gonna ahead. say, let's talk on this this Matt Stafford thing here real quick because okay. Jeff was a huge hater of let's Matt hear it, Stafford Jeff. leading into the season still, when this I trade still went am. down. Let's talk. Let's, still hear am. let's hear it. I still am. Give us he's your gotta reason. outdo Jared Goff. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl, so he's gotta win. So I'm I'm still I'm still right as of right now. Is it the same though if Jared Goff if Okay, Jared Goff had to go up against Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a huge difference than Joe Joe Burrow. Unless is it? Unless is it? I don't know. I don't Did know. Go their second year in the league. Did Brady, I mean was Brady's second year. Yeah, it was his second year. Yeah, he won the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, and, bro. And I know that Jeff was over there just probably licking his lips when uh, when Tart dropped that interception. I mean, at the end of the day, the 49ers should have won this game. Stafford no threw up that ball. It should have been a pick. 49ers would have got it back, essentially ran out the clock. I mean, that's terrible. That's basically, I forgot the dude on the, the Chiefs D-line that jumped off sides when they had the, the the you know, New England Patriots pin. End up, Patriots ended up going to the Super Bowl and winning championship. He's gone. Um, but, dude, that was unbelievable to drop that interception in that moment. I don't know how that guy's sleeping at night right now. But the minute that happened... Jeff was the first person I thought about. <laughs> I can just imagine sitting there just waiting to, 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 you know, get, you know, go back on that take of how, you know, Stafford's a choke artist. You know, he, he never had the text it. was ready. The text was the text typed was... out already. Just waiting to send. Then you had to backtrack that shit ASAP. Yeah. I mean, Termine. I'm not one to root for a Detroit, former Detroit lion. Like, right. You know, I'm, I'm a bears fan. I'm not going to root for my division rivals, even if they're players after the fact, but 
I think my mind's starting to change. I think Matt Stafford got my mind to change. And I think Aaron Rodgers, since he's going to another team, I think I'm just going to be the biggest fucking fan of Aaron Rodgers just to piss off Packers fans even more. Right. Why would, why would, why would I not? Why would I I not? I love how your new GM over there in Chicago is saying how they're going to take over the NFC. We're going to take over the North. That's what he fucking said. You like that shit? We're going to take over the North. Who the fuck is this guy? Well, I love who how the he fuck says is that. this guy. I love Who's how Ryan he says Poles? that. I love how he says that after Aaron Rodgers is going to leave the Packers. Yes, the Lions have Jared Goff. Yes, <laughs> the Vikings have Kirk Cousins. But granted, if they get Harbaugh here, I mean that's going to be a game changer. I mean, bro, I I agree with you a thousand percent. And and I said this: if you're if you're the Packers, you're probably getting worried. Like, oh shit. Realistically, the Bears and the Packers, they've only been to, they both went to one Super Bowl since 1998. Of course, we know the Packers won. We know the Bears lost. Okay, since 1998, the Bears and Packers have only been to one Super Bowl. The difference is, is they had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. We've had nobody. Okay, now the fact is, we might be putting something together here. The Packers are on a rebuild. The Packers are on a rebuild, so they're scared, and they see fucking Minnesota in their division, and they see Minnesota. Oh shit, they might they might be a lot better than us. And then they see the Detroit Lions. Oh shit, nobody stopped fighting with Dan Campbell this year for the Lions. So I think the Packers are the most scared team in the NFC North right now. Or the yeah, they're most frightened. I think they are going to be fourth in the NFC North this year. I think this is the first year that the Packers will be last. In quite some time. They've never had to they've never had to do what the other three teams had to do. They, like they've always had that quarterback most of our lives. Ready so to roll. Have to have a full rebound. rebound. No. Right. We're looking for a quarterback every year. The Vikings looking for a quarterback. The Lions are the Lions. So, you know. And and they're 50 million dollars over the cap space. 50 million dollars over the cap space. How the fuck? Yeah, how are you going to sign anybody? You can't. You have to literally get rid of everybody and then rebuild. So Devontae Adams is gone. He wants thirty million. How are you going to give thirty million to somebody who you or when you are fucking fifty million dollars over the cap space? The Bears, on the other Harris hand, is gone. Franchise tag, bro, doesn't go against the cap. Yeah, that's oh fine, God. but they're not going to do that. They're not going to franchise franchise tag him. There's no shot. I I'll make a sandwich bet with you right now. There's no shot. But mm-hmm. all right, sandwich bet. They don't franchise tag him. But you guys got to understand that this is the first year that the the Packers don't have the upper hand. And they're like, they're fucking frightened. I see them panicking and going all over the place. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Good is gone. If I had to pick, I think he would go to the 49ers. Or the Colts. Smart. Why wouldn't he go to the Colts? I've been telling everybody this. Why would you not go to the Colts? <laughs> Why? If he, if he goes to the Colts, I would love to see what happens to Carson Wentz. He's like the universe. Carson Wentz is like the universally most hated quarterback Ready? in the NFL. Like no, nobody has nice things to say about him. If he goes, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Colts, there is nothing more fitting than for Carson Wentz to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's nothing more fitting besides maybe Jimmy Garoppolo going to Tampa. I don't know. This whole offseason is going to be wild just to see where everybody shakes up. I'm telling you, you got like 50,000 quarterbacks on the move. Deshaun Watson on the Steelers, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Oh, you, I, I think you said Deshaun Watson the on the Browns, right? That's what you said. 
I said Steelers. Browns would be nice, though. That would be nice. Too. Dude, I don't want him on the Browns. I think that's such an ugly team. I don't think they deserve to win ever. Yeah, um, but I just, oh, it's so nice to have Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC North. Watch, watch him go to like a fucking NFC North. You, know, I remember when Brett Favre went to the Vikings. I was like, dude, you still can't get this guy out of the, the conference or the. Division. Watch him stay with the Packers, though, man. He's got one year left on his deal. He How's he, he going to stay? Go through a, a rebuild. They can keep Rodgers. They franchise tag Devontae Adams because how, how are they going to keep Rodgers? He's already under contract for another year. No, this is this is last year. He's not under contract this year. He's a free agent. I'm googling it. No, he signed that two year deal where he can has like that no trade clause to any team. Yeah. He does. He did that this summer, right? Yep. I thought he did only one year. No. Huh. He he restructured it because I think he had a few years left, and then he made it a two year. But in the second year, he... Uh, I thought he was able to walk after this year. I might be wrong. much okay. say, trade me here, because that's that was our agreement. Type oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I don't see him, him leave. There. And then I want to see Brady, who I also hate, but I want to see him not really retire, come to the Packers, and win a Super Bowl there, just to spite him. Oh, that's some franchise mode shit, bro. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. I love Madden. I love, I love Madden. Madden, too. That's I wish that would happen. That's awesome. I think the most realistic thing, if you don't want Brady to retire, he's going to the 49ers, right? His childhood fucking team. That's where he's gonna go. Oh, I remember when I was at at fucking Candlestick Field when when Joe Montana threw the touchdown, blah, blah, blah. Like that's what he wants. But I don't I think he's done. So obviously everybody knows Tom Brady retired, greatest quarterback of all time, right? Right? Yeah. Right, guys? It's really no question. I mean, Jeff, you got to admit it now. Not my style. Dude, I just fucking spilled my fucking drink. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I've already said he was, he was the man. I'm just not a fan still. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like you can you can hate on him, but you still got to respect the guy for how much he's done. And it's crazy. I love that he was so petty not to give a shout out to the Patriots, though. So. And then he, he did, did later, though. He did. Yeah, he did later, later after everybody flipped out. I mean, Portnoy had to get up there and was like, "Dude, that's not fair. How can you do that?" Blah blah blah. Like, you know, it is what it is. I think he was so under. Uh, how do I say it? I don't know. He was so like under control there. And once he was had freedom from there, he was like, you know what? Fuck this place. Because at Tampa, you saw how loose he was. He was running the socials. He was doing all this goofy shit. And the Patriots hate when they when he brought in anybody, even his fucking quack doctor. You know, I think I think a lot of it had to do with just the way that they treated him. Um, just because when I think of Tom Brady, I mean, obviously, you can't not say he's the greatest quarterback of all time because the amount of Super Bowls he won. But he went about it. And, you know, like we got one of our buddies always says, you know, he's had some of the best defenses to ever win championships, but they were able to have those defenses because he always took less money. How many quarterbacks out there are always taking less money? And everyone's saying like, yeah, his wife's a billionaire, like it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, like these NFL players, they look at those contracts as how they stack up against their peers. Right. You know, and he never right. had to be the highest paid guy. Never. All he's he still, cared about was winning. And he's so, still at the end of the day is the greatest. Like yeah. you're saying. And when he did that for the organization in new England, and then they were basically going to do them like they did, you know, Richard Seymour, Vince Wilfork, or any of these guys. Just, you know, they tried awesome. to get rid of them a couple of years prior to the end of their career. 
Like you don't do that to a guy that did that to your franchise that allowed you to, you know, pay him less money in order to build better teams around him so you could win. And then when you think he's coming to the end of the line, you get rid of him or you start making moves that, you know, make him feel like you're you're about to show him the door. That's why I love what he did. And I kind of love the pettiness about it because I probably would have done the same thing, you know, just be very professional about it, but be like, Hey, kind of fuck you guys. I'm not going to you know shout you out, give you guys the, uh, the notoriety on this day. Yeah. Why not? You guys didn't do this for me back when, you know, I would, I'm sure he would, if they would have treated him differently, if they weren't trying to, you know, put Jimmy G in the starting lineup and do all that, I'm sure he would have been a pat for life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, could have went maybe even longer in his career, maybe 23 years, maybe 24 years. Who knows where you, I know Brian or uh, Bruce Arians is a good coach, but we all know that Belichick is 10 times better and who knows how far he's could have, could have taken his career. You know, that's just my thoughts. Oh yeah. But Tom Brady's old too. It's funny. I just watched that, uh, <laughs> that movie with Kevin, uh, Kevin James. <laughs> how was it? It was hilarious. I got to watch Sandler it. doesn't make bad movies. And it was just the whole thing was funny, too, just to see him be Sean Payton. Um, but dude, these guys it, just get old in their Adam lives. Sandler. Jeff, Adam Sandler is the goat <laughs> of, of stupid movies. Kevin James is the man compared to Adam Sandler, but keep going. That's yeah, true. it's because Adam Sandler makes his movies. I told you guys, I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast. I told you guys about my, oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about my old pickup line for Kevin James. No. I would, I would use... Uh, when I was in uh, the younger days, like we go to college parties and I would say like, yo, I'm Kevin James nephew. And it never worked <laughs> when I try to hit on girls. Never worked once, but it's still okay. Cause I tried, you know what I'm saying? It's all about the attempts. Yeah. It's about the attempts. It was like four or five and everyone was like, who's that? I was like the guy from King of Queens. Like, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, just continued their day. No yeah. big deal. But I let's uh, train. Was... Go ahead. I said in college I was Sean Green and it, it worked for me. So, and well, uh, lucky you. Championship weekend. Championship oh. weekend. He was playing the, on the Jets and it still worked. I was in Iowa City. I love Great. that. That's so fucking funny. Great. Game. Championship weekend, too. Was that when they played weekend. in the AFC Championship? Yeah. Oh, can't wait. When they beat the Patriots that game, that was fucking nuts. And that was Rex Ryan days. Now they haven't gone. They haven't. They haven't been to the, the playoffs since that year. You know that they went back to back those those two years, right? AFC Championship. Mm, was that the the first year that they went then, or the second year? Uh, I forget which one it was. They were just in the championship. Oh, okay. Game. Damn, Ro- Robert Salah is going to bring him back. Oh, please don't do that. Yeah, they fucking Not hate each other. Zach Wilson. I don't think he has any uh, potential. No, he didn't. He showed some promise at the last uh, the last few games that he played, but then he got hurt too much. And I was like, dude, how are you going to get hurt this much as a rookie? So he just looks like a child. I mean, when you just just look at him standing next to you know his peers on draft night, it was like this dude will get hurt every single season. The minute he's sacked, he's getting. I said that. I said that the year that uh, Russell Wilson came into the league, I was like, dude, this guy looks like a like a little kid. Like, what's he going to do? Russ he's is like, thick, oh dude. Like when you see Russ, he's just like a thick dude. So like you, you could tell that yeah, body he's can a take a dude. hit. Whereas like when you look at was it Zach Wilson, he just looks like a child. Yeah, you're like, right. Short, lanky, 
You know, there's not a lot to his build. I guess I could relate to it a little bit more because I was a thick child, Elliot. I don't know why you have to bring that up, but that's cool. Hey, it's a good thing, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I, 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 You know, I used to hate Russell Wilson. I used to fucking hate him. And then he became my favorite quarterback of all time after the Super hate, Bowl. I don't know how you could hate Danger Russ. He's, he's a strange dude, too, and I still love him. He is a stranger. I mean, if when his hair slicked, I love him every other time. Dude, that is so no, weird when his fucking hair slicks. It's like, what are you yeah. doing? Why are you doing that? But whatever. It's uh, it's his world. We just live in it. All right. Can we please talk about this Bears new hiring? Please. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I kind of like it. It's funny. The, my first thought behind it when I saw the hiring, when I saw the guy, it just reminded me of ballers. How they just went out, hired yep. backs, offensive lineman. <laughs> He's just had him working, you know, within the franchise for a little while, behind the scenes, you know, in player personnel, things like that. Then just boom, give him that GM spot. But I mean, I, I always say it games are won on the offensive and defensive line. So who better to, to put a team together than somebody that's actually lived in the trenches? Well, and this is the first time that we're going to have somebody from this mindset, right? When's the last time we've ever had an offensive mind or offensive line that was in charge of like running things besides our offensive line coordinator, uh, Mike Tice, long time ago when he was running for the O-line and uh, he was OC. But I feel like this guy will bring in fucking linemen. You know what I'm saying? Like we were suffering off so much garbage line like we we brought in uh Effetti, right Jermaine Effetti, garbage we brought in James Daniels from, as a draft pick garbage we brought in Jason Peters a 39 year old what are you doing you know Kyle Long was getting old you decided to cut him not use him as a backup to like help these other players grow and develop that was their biggest mistake i think it's like you let one of the bears greatest players you know, he's a great player for a bear in that decade. And you just let him go because he wasn't that good anymore. So it's just, I'm glad that they have that mindset in there. And then to the people that are saying, oh, well, we have Justin Fields. We need an offensive minded head coach. It's no, we, and I, I don't agree or disagree with this hire right now with Matt Eberflus, but we hire a head coach to, handle the coaching situations for the whole thing. Then we have an offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator is supposed to handle the offense, not the head coach. I'm tired of seeing those problems with Matt Nagy and the offensive coordinator. Who's calling the plays? Who's not? Who's this? Who's that? No, it goes to the offensive coordinator. That's his plans. The defensive coordinator makes his plans. I'm tired of seeing it. And I like that we have, we don't have a narcissist as in Matt Nagy, you know, running the team anymore. And you can kind of see that this coaching staff, seems a little bit more open-minded seems right now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and when you look at this dude's history in Kansas city, when he's been there and he was, you know, player personnel assistant, you know, college scouting administrator, whatever the case may be um, director of college scouting. I mean, he's out there judging talents. And when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs drafts, I don't know how involved he was with making final decisions, but I mean, there's a lot of great players, you know, on both sides of the ball that he's picked and he's drafted speed on the offensive side. So what the 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 Bears have struggled with as long as I can remember is hitting in the draft. You know, 
they might have a guy here or there, but Ryan Pace was fucking awful. He mortgaged the team, you know, to to pick up some, you know, free agents. But I mean, we it need so bad, bro. The Bears need a guy that that's just gonna hit in the draft, early rounds, late rounds, everything, because. I mean, that's what they have to do these days to, to actually build a team. You think they got their franchise quarterback here? I don't know what kind of a destination they'll be now that they've, you know, kind of restructured the front office. But as long as this dude can hit in the drafts, the Bears are going to be all right. Uh, have they picked an offensive coordinator yet? Uh, yeah, we got the off the offensive coordinator from the Green Bay Packers. He's the Green Bay Packers quarterback coach. And the reason that we were able to get him is because it was a promotion when the offensive coordinator left to go be the head coach for the Broncos. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to talk to him because the Packers don't allow us to talk to their coaching staff. So it's a loophole. And now I know that we're looking for at the offensive line coach for the Cleveland Browns, who Cleveland Browns have great offensive line. We're able to manage for that shit quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Um, I hope they're making the right moves, but like I said, I was very like optimistic when Matt Nagy came into the into the uh Bears world and it just didn't work out at all, obviously. But yeah, the Bears have forty million dollars this year. Is, is there a lot of uh is there a lot of talent out there in twenty twenty two in free agency? I don't think so personally, but I think there's a lot with trading and we have assets. I mean Robert Quinn one, he had, what, 20 sacks this year. Khalil Mack, I don't think anybody's going to take his contract. You see Eddie Jackson, somebody might bite at him. Uh, I like Cody Whitehair, Eddie Goldman. Who knows what's going to go on with Eddie Goldman, how he's feeling beyond the day. Nick Foles is gone. Roquan Smith is only getting nine. Tariq Cohen is still getting paid. Trevathan's still getting paid. You guys got to get rid of these guys. And what I liked about Ryan Poles was he was brutally honest with McCaskey and was like, yeah, this these guys aren't fucking they shouldn't be on the roster these guys shouldn't be on the roster what are you guys doing with these guys why are these guys here hopefully him and Eberflus can figure out what the fuck is going on i just hope that it's not another john fox transition year you know what i'm saying when all right we just got to get this guy out of here we got to get matt Nagy out of here we need a fresh start let's keep let's get an old timer in here who knows how to old football guy who knows what to do and um then we'll find somebody later. And I feel like, sadly, that's kind of what it, this is again. And it's miserable. Because yeah, we'll see. I agree with you, though. Get rid of those contracts. Jackson's got to go. Yeah. Rick Cohen. I mean, no point in paying him, what was it, $17 million? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my boy Khalil, I mean, I still have faith in him, but Me too. if we can get rid of him, you for sure get rid of him. And for $30 million, need, get him off the fucking the yeah, books. We need an identity. The Bears need an identity. So. We literally don't have one right now. It used to be defense with Erlacher and them. Are we a dominant defense right now? No. Roquan's our best defensive player. He's the man. Let's put some more pieces around him. You know, let's let's get some offensive linemen. Our two best players, I think, are Montgomery and Roquan. So let's, and even let's Montgomery, I feel like. Help yeah, I feel like Montgomery is even an asset. Trade him as fast as you can. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. I hate to say that people look at me like, how can you say that he's had a great year? But tell me the difference between Justin Herbert and the offensive lo- or on, on the offense when he was out versus David Montgomery. Not a lot. The stats were the same. Yeah, it might have looked cooler with David Montgomery, but the stats were the same. 
So you're not going to get a whole lot for David Montgomery, though. I, the running I back position, so as much as I, I love running backs in the NFL, and I think there's so many talented running backs in the league right now, dude. Just the most disrespected position of all. T- I feel like in all of sports, I disrespect know? the fuck out of that position. Yeah, Sorry. underpaid, underappreciated. Just think they could throw anybody in there because there's so much talent out there. Yeah, but, I mean that. That's I. I hate when you know you see stuff like that because I bet if you try to trade David Montgomery, you'd get like a third round draft pick for him. <laughs> Even if we do trade him, something terrible. I mean, shout out uh, James Robinson, good guy. Uh, gonna see him at a wedding soon um, in uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, I would love to have that guy on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would like to have him as a running back for the Bears. You know, he he. I know he had a, a bad injury last year, but he runs hard. He's a good replacement, and he's on a cheap contract. It's it's those kind of players that you want. I know that David Montgomery is going to look for a lot more money. I don't think James Robinson is going to look for a lot. But like you said, they are disrespected in the league. But as they are disrespected, I can't feel bad for them that they're disrespected in the business world. So it's just like, dude, get rid of them as fast as you can. I know you're not going to get high value, but you can probably get cheaper value for sure. I, I love think, Go ahead. I was going to say, I love Zeke. Got to get rid of him. Got to get rid of him. Too much money. Too slow. Right. Zeke makes way too much money. Yeah. And I feel bad because I love Zeke. Like Zeke used to be my favorite running back in the league, but. After these running backs sign a contract when they're 26 and older, they go down the drain. They literally go down the drain. It's sad to say, but name me one running back that's been good post. Well, name me two because I can think of two actually. Post 26 years old or actually post 28 years old. I was going to say Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, (laughs) maybe Matt Forte. But once Matt Forte turned 30, he was garbage. Henry 28 right now. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't sign him again to a max contract. There's no way because he's twenty. He's twenty eight, right? I can't do that. Sign him to in, in two years. He's going to be dead legs, right? He's already so, shown signs of being out and being injured. He's already he's lost the foot. He's already lost the foot. He's got a steel plate in there, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth it. So that's where I stand on the running back situation. As far as it goes with uh, the coaches and. Uh, Everything for the Bears. I thought it was good. I thought the press conference was a little fucking wacky. Uh, I hate that they well they didn't sound so convinced on um, Justin Fields, right? They're like, you know what? We we got to look and we got to evaluate each player. And then what do they do? Twenty minutes later, they bring out Justin Fields for questions. Why? If you're not saying that he's the franchise quarterback and you're not saying that he's the leader of this team and blah 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 blah, why would you bring him out when clearly? They're not on the same page that Eberflus and Poles are not on the same page. Why the fuck would you bring Justin out? I will never understand that. Maybe you guys can help me explain and understand. Cause I don't get that one. I want to know who made that decision of who said, we're going to put him on the schedule to get, get interviewed. That almost, it kind of reminded me of when they had uh, Mike Lennon in the draft room. And then they, they come up in the draft to pick Trubisky. We're like the the organization is clearly not on the same page. Literally. You know that these guys, he left, he left, you know, that when uh, my buddy was at the, uh, the draft party at the bears, whatever. Yeah. And in the draft room, um, I guess Mike Lennon was supposed to come out and, and give autographs to everybody. But once they drafted Mitch Trubisky, he left because he was so fucking mad. Well, so, I, what a, what a he should have left him. Who wants a Mike Glennon autograph? He, he had nothing to do there. <laughs> he should have been gone anyway. 
It probably would cost your ball less if you got like him <laughs> signing your balls. Like, dude, why did you just fuck up my my ball? Yeah, know, that might have been why ball. he left. Though. There was no line for him to get autographs there. Oh. Okay, just, just take off. <laughs> literally, literally. So, but that brings me to my next question: If this team is not on the is not hyped up about Justin Fields, if these coaches aren't hyped up about Justin Fields, do you guys think that Justin Fields is the future for the Chicago Bears? And I'm asking you guys because you guys are unbiased. I mean, Jeff is a little bit more biased, but Elliot's more of a realistic Bears fan or NFL fan. No diss to Jeff. Kind of. I, a diss. I, have, I haven't seen it this year. I mean, I haven't I, seen nothing. I didn't see that, that he I should be the guy. I'll give him a chance for sure. I want him to succeed. But, but I'm telling you, I mean, if they trade him for fucking Russell Wilson right now, I won't be mad. I'll take that. I won't be mad. If and there's a lot of people right now that will be mad. Oh, what do you think? I, I don't think Justin Fields has nearly <laughs> as much trade value as you think as he might in the NFL. I could be wrong, but after that first season, granted, Nagy didn't put him in the greatest positions. Um, right. I mean, I agree with Jeff. I haven't seen it, you know, and I'm, I'm very, I was very optimistic about him coming out of the college just because of what he did. But the history of Ohio State quarterbacks does not bode well for him. I mean, Ohio State. Have you ever heard of uh, Joe Burrow? Yeah, he went to LSU. He went to Ohio State. Yeah, what did he play? No, but he still went to Ohio State. Doesn't matter. He was too good. He was too good to be playing. Yeah, you're right. Because of the type of offense that Ohio State runs. I mean, you look at Joe Burrow. He is not. You know, the classic dual threat quarterback that Ohio right. State loves to have. I mean, outside of that year that they started Cordell Patterson, who, you know, he still did run the ball, but he didn't have wheels like the rest of those guys like TJ Barrett and, uh, you know, Justin Fields. But, you know, we, we forgot to actually mention Joe Burrow when we were talking about that AFC championship game. The guy could not be sacked. I could I could not believe that every single time he's just fucking getting out of the pocket. It's just getting you know, he learned from the week before. I mean, he was getting rocked the week before. He had nine sacks. He still won. Uh, but that being said, dude, Ohio State quarterbacks do not transition well to the NFL. Um, the Bears don't have weapons right now. They don't have an offensive line. So I haven't seen anything that leads me to believe that you could even you know, start building around him. Right. So, yeah. I, mean, I think that's smart of that new GM to come in there, not tying himself to Justin Fields. Exactly. And, you know, pretty much saying, hey, I'm going to you know stake my career on building around this guy that showed me next to nothing the year before. No, absolutely. Why would you? Why would you? You know what I'm saying? Why would you attach yourself? That was the mistake that um, Pace and Nagy made. Oh, we love Trubisky. We could turn him into a franchise QB. And then they tossed him to the side. They drafted or they traded for Foles, and then they tra- they signed Andy, and then it was just a fucking mess. So I can't wait. I hope Trubisky goes somewhere this year. I hope he goes somewhere. I hope he gets some playing time because I'm still on the Trubisky train. You're still on the Trubisky train? Come on. Yes. You'll see. It's a train of one. A train of one. <laughs> it's a one man cart, but I'm riding it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, well I want to talk about a little bit of free early free agency talk then right now there's not a lot of good names I mean there are a lot of names out for free agency but I don't think there's a lot of realistic names um, one move that I saw as a Bears fan that interests me is Frank Clark from the Kansas City Chiefs I know that uh, there's now that we have Ryan Poles and there's a lot of player personnel 
Frank Clark didn't have the best year. I understand that. But I think he would be a key leader, a key asset. Something like somebody like that would be a good key leader for the Bears, bringing in a defense, establishing a good defense, bringing in people from the Colts, whatever you can do to try to build this defense, as well as at the same time and bringing offensive line. So if you could bring offensive line from fucking the Colts, or you could bring offensive line from the Packers, or you could bring offensive line from uh, the Chiefs, you know, these guys, these teams are teams with good offensive line and the Bears don't have it. So I think that's a huge, Huge move. The Cowboys, they can definitely use some guys on defense. I know their defense got a lot stronger this year, but they can use moves. And then, I mean, the Steelers, who who do you guys, the world's wide open for the Steelers at quarterback. They literally have like a choice kind of like, all right, we could get maybe Aaron, maybe Russell, maybe Baker, or I don't know if Baker, they're going to resign him or not, but Maybe Mitch, maybe all these people, uh, maybe Fitzpatrick, maybe Matt Ryan, but they have an option to be good this year. You know, they, they, I think the Steelers are the best plug and play team right now. You plug in a good quarterback and they're Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers. Oh my God. I'd be fucking, I'd be happy because I'd be an Aaron Rodgers fan. Oh, definitely take that. They're, they're a good franchise. So they, they usually are in position, you know, one piece away from being a really good football team. Yeah. Unfortunately for the Bears, we're many, many, many pieces away. But, I mean, the Steelers have a, a good foundation, of course. Um, so, like you said, any quarterback except for Mitch, I'll take. <laughs> or, or Baker. <laughs> I mean, Baker's a fucking cool. bum. Uh, I, think, uh, I think the Browns picked up his option. But looking at the quarterbacks right now, the list is not too long. I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick on there, Andy Dalton, Ira Taylor, Deshaun Watson. There's a, I think it's pretty big. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Russell Wilson is on the move. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably on the move. Ryan Tannehill is on the, the move. Dude, Deshaun to the Steelers would be huge. Jeff, you got to start promoting that immediately start making some posts and whatnot. That'd be sick to see him in the black and yellow. Um, Watch me get Marcus Mariota. Yeah. That'll be your starter. Dude. <laughs> I oh love Mariota. I like him. Oh, um, Jameis? Bring me oh, in. you look like a Mariota guy for I sure. him last year. Oh, yeah. You, you wanted who last year? Jameis. Oh, fuck, dude. I, I will, You know what? Who's your guy? Oh, Haskins. I don't know why nobody ever gave Haskins a chance. I think he has a good opportunity yeah. to be a player. Yeah. Because he's an OSU oh, quarterback. Up? He's garbage. Oh, my God. Yeah. He didn't, like, no. even dress this year, but, like, once. So he was just not even an option. No, no. No. But he had a great preseason. So nobody's giving the guy a chance. I feel like he's a good quarterback. But what do I know? Yeah. And the Bears got to worry about Akeem Hicks, first and foremost. When he is out of the lineup, they are completely different. Well, he's gone defense. after this year. He's gone after this year. I think they should sign him enough money to play four or five games or, you know, maybe two quarters and go hard as fuck because that's the age that he's at. But if you want him to play a full season, you're not going to get it out of that guy. There's no way. Yeah. I know Cowboys need to reload on defense. We have a lot of question marks on defense, a lot of free agents that could walk. Cowboys would take Khalil, sell them to them. They'll buy anything. They would. What do you guys? What do you guys think about this uh, Flores lawsuit? The three teams. I haven't seen all the details, but dude, I the the stuff that I did see his quote, I love it. I mean, I like Brian Flores. I'm a big Brian Flores guy. But that type of stuff is it really happens, you know? Absolutely, it happens. Small business, big business, and he's like the perfect candidate to do that 
And it's crazy because, I mean, you look at these guys that are always like the trailblazers and, you know, he's going to have to fall on the sword for it. And it sucks because, you know, like he said, he's got a gift. Like he's just a great coach. But I mean, based on the little stuff that I've seen, I've seen because I didn't do a, a ton of reading on it. I mean, sounds like he's got a case and it sounds like he's not going to be the guy that's just going to take some money and go away. You know? Well, he, he, yeah. A hundred percent. And the only th- person I'll defend in this, I guess right now, cause I don't know all the details, but I'll defend Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick, it's not like he did that shit maliciously. You know, when he sent the text like, Hey, I heard you're the guy. Congratulations. This and that. And he just got the bills mixed up. I feel like that's such an old man thing to do. Like, Oh, I got this coach bill wrong. But at the end of the day, I think that when you're offering, and I know this is billionaire talk saying, Hey, a hundred thousand dollars for every game that you lose and you're trying to keep your job. And you know what I'm saying? It just, it didn't make enough sense for me, especially when the dolphins didn't have a draft pick this year. Wait, so why what would happened you... with the hundred thousand for every, you lo- every game? So you the floor is that they offered Flores a hundred thousand dollars, but Miami dolphins owner offered him a hundred thousand dollars for every game that he loses in order to get a better draft pick, but they didn't have any draft picks because they traded the draft picks to the Cardinals. So I'm not understanding what draft picks this guy's talking about, right? Unless you wanted him to lose to get fired. What? What was the last year picks? Mm, It was, Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was for last year's, but still, I mean, regardless, you don't fucking pay somebody a hundred thousand dollars or you don't say that like, dude, that's so fucked up. Yeah. And then the fact that some of these, some of these teams literally just brought him in just because he's black. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're going to hire Dable, or we're going to bring you in so we don't look racist. And I think that's the worst thing that you could do. It's like, at least give the guy a fair chance. How can you just fucking eliminate him and already have your already preset agenda on who you're going to pick and bring this guy in? Just tell him. Just tell him, like, hey, man, look, we already got our guy. We appreciate you, but we already got our guy. It's a lot. It's a lot better saying that than fucking bringing him in. And and you saw I don't know if you guys saw the reason I say this is because the Denver Broncos uh, John Elway and uh, the owner I forgot who else came in hungover. How do you do that? Because they already knew that who they wanted as their quarterback or as their head coach. Yeah, he yeah. said he could smell Elway from across the room, pretty much. Like that's was, awful. Lit. Like fuck you! I come to fucking interview for you, and you come lit up like that, dude. You call yeah, exactly, exactly. Nah. That uh, you're not even giving the guy a chance. You already have your hire in your head and you're just showing like we're literally bringing him because he's black. And I think that's the most fucked up thing is I at least give the guy a chance. Who cares? You know, I just I don't understand it, or not even give him a chance. If you don't like him, don't tell him. All right. Look, hey, we already have our coats. We already have. This is who we have in mind. If you want to come for an interview. Sure. It's on Elway and that fucking moron not to come in hungover and drunk like, dude, come on. Like you, you are, prof- this is the NFL. This is not some fucking, you know, mon pa shop or even if it was, you still got to conduct yourself the way that like a professional and uh, yeah, just doesn't make sense to me. So uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think Brian's got a case. The thing that blows my mind with both those situations is like the fact that they just completely overlooked this coach that clearly made shit happen on a team with huge holes, you know, whether it's at the quarterback position across that entire offense, you know, dealt with all sorts of bullshit over there in Miami. Like you, you think that teams across the NFL would want to talk to this guy. Well, and real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but the thing is, is like, 
this guy, yeah, he won through all the animosity, and then they try to berate him as some kind of asshole that doesn't like his quarterback and this and that, and oh my gosh, he's actually a bad coach. He got in a lot of fights. This you act like fucking Bruce Arian doesn't do that. You act like Bill Belichick doesn't do that. You act like every good coach doesn't do that. There are bad coach. There's always dysfunction in the locker room that we don't know about until the season comes out. But you can't throw all that fucking dirt on him just because you don't want him to get a head coaching job somewhere else. And I feel like a lot of the things that came out leaked at about him were not true. I mean, call it, what do you say about Tua? Like, oh, I'd rather have you do this and fuck you and blah, blah, blah. Even if he did say that, that's locker room talk, bro. Like, our, I know me, you, and Jeff, we all had literally worse things said to us, right, by our coaches. Like, oh, go fuck yourself or you're worse. Like, you suck, this and that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, like, if you guys can't handle that, then get out of the league. You know, you guys are NFL players. I can't wait to see what players come to bat for him now that he's coming yeah. out and saying this. Cause I mean, you got to look at even like the Colin Kaepernick situation, which I mean, it, it's funny how like that happened and they completely vilified that dude. Right. And then, you know, five years later, it's like, Oh shit, he was right. Huh? You know, <laughs> and then oops, here we go. Brian yeah. Flores, um, he's coming out going about it a different way. And I think a lot of people are going to come out and have his back and say, like, you know, he's, this dude was overqualified. You know, he should have gotten opportunities. And I can't wait to see what comes out with Miami because, yeah, when you heard that he was, you know, leaving Miami or getting fired, it was like, why would they get rid of this guy? Literally. So clearly something that came from up top. And I can't wait to see what the players come out and say. I hope they do at least because I know those guys are still protecting their jobs. Well, this guy better get a head coaching job soon ASAP. Like, now you've got the Saints available, right? There's all these teams that are available right now. And it's sad that there's only been – there's the same amount as black head coaches now that there were in 2003 when the Rooney Rooney rule was implemented. So nothing has changed, okay? I'm not trying to, like, be all political or anything like that, but I'm just saying look at the fucking – look at the the stats on the field. You can see there are people that can coach out there. That aren't being co- our coaches. I mean, Matt Nagy was a fucking coach. You know what I'm saying? He didn't deserve to be a coach. There's other players or uh, coaches out there that deserve to be coaches that don't have that position yet. Why? That Flores doesn't get like vilified because, like, no, I don't think he will. I think that's I whole like the Rooney rule a little. Back. I like it a little, but don't like it a lot. Like, you have to interview two black coaches, right? Well, that's not fair either. Have, you might have interviewed six, you know, six people who aren't black, but you only interviewed two because you have to. That makes yeah. no sense. Like, is anyone interviewing maybe six black dudes? I don't know if they are. I don't think they are. I think they're interviewing the two they have to, and then just letting just, it go because you have to do it. That's what just because the they have to. Yeah. So, are you actually taking someone serious to give them a job, or are you just filling that quota? And then every five years, a black guy gets hired. So it, it doesn't really make sense. I hope Flores doesn't, like you said, Elliot, fall on the sword for everybody. Because he's a young guy who I hope coaches for a long time. Well, like, I really think no shit. So. I think he's going to get a job. This, well, dude, I honestly, I, I don't know the details. Like I said, I haven't read too much into it, but I doubt he can get a job as a head coach while he's in the process of suing the NFL. Like he's, yeah. he'd be, granted, he'd be working for an NFL team, but it all falls under the same umbrella. So I don't know if he can actively be employed by the NFL while 
in litigation with the NFL or in, you know, in court with the NFL. I'm pretty sure he can. I'm pretty sure he can because uh, of the Patriots. When the Patriots happened with their deflate gate, they were getting, uh, I think Bill sued him. I forgot who sued him, but they sued him back for defamation. I think Tom sued him, but he's still in the league. It's not like he left the league. Yeah. He's still in the Giants, Dolphins, and the Broncos. Flores is. Well, thank God he's not suing the Bears. That's nice. He's just sued the Bears <laughs> for drafting Trubisky. <laughs> Dude, I, and you know what? I'll, I'll say that. I think that uh, I think when they drafted Trubisky, everyone was calling the Bears racist. I don't know if you guys remember that they were calling it on the radio, calling them racist, isn't that? And I think that McCaskey brought in that uh, Tanisha Wade lady. Uh, the uh, You've inclusion. been very vocal about that, Mikey, Me? all over Twitter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <funny>. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I am. I and hope they, Brian Flores gets hired in, in New Orleans, though. Cause I, way, I agree. Or even they fill the, the coaching void, and then Sean Payton's free to get picked up by the Cowboys next year. What about Houston, though? Don't go to Houston. I don't want him to go to the bottom of the bottom. What if he goes to the way? What if they, he goes to Houston and he finds a way for Deshaun to stay? Turns it around, even? Turns it around. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, there's so many things that can happen because that atmosphere over there was not good, right, in the in the Houston Texans? I mean... Oh, no, that, that place is a mess. It's a mess. It's, it's worse it's than mess. the Dolphins. Literally, yeah, no, so... Deshaun's not going to stay there either. I said it from day one. I felt like it was the Houston Texans organization that put that stuff out on Deshaun. Like ballers. Like ballers. So. Just like ballers. When um, the Ohio State guy, when he was going to leave Ohio State. Okay, yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, I we all I'm pretty sure we all think that uh he has a case. The only thing I don't think he has a case for is releasing the Bill Belichick thing. I I don't see how that had any relationship to it. But everything else pretty much falls in the line for me. Uh and I also love the way that Bill Belichick signs all his texts where he goes, uh, sorry, I didn't know that was you. That was BB. And he said, BB. Every single time, BB. Okay, thank you, Bill Belichick. We appreciate it. We know that's you. And that's definitely an old person thing because you saw Bruce Arians do that when he texted Antonio Brown saying, this is BA. No. Yes, we know who this is. Thank you very much. We have your contacts saved in our phone. I think Bill I think Bill had him do it on purpose. I think Bill's about it. So he's like, yeah, just leak that shit. I'm down with it. Bill Belichick said it? Yeah, fuck like, hey, yeah, no, 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 yeah, fuck the NFL. Fuck you know the Giants, what? The Dolphins, for sure. Jeff, I think you're onto something because of all the shit that the NFL has gave the Patriots. Yeah. I think he's like, you know what? Let me, how can I get back to him? Because I don't even think that Bill knows how to text. Right. Could have been. I'm else. pretty sure somebody else did this for him. Maybe it was Brian texting it for him. It was a whole setup the whole time. <laughs> but regardless, I, I think that he's going to get a job somewhere, especially this year, especially after this lawsuit, and especially after the way that everything went down with the Kaepernick lawsuit. You, if you can't, if you guys don't want to tie that together, it's, there's no way that you can't because you had to learn your lesson through that Kaepernick lawsuit, right? The NFL had to. There's no way that they didn't. If they didn't, then they're just repeating their mistakes that they had through the whole NFL. Yeah, he definitely deserves a spot, unquestioned. Speaking of uh, new spots, though, there's a lot of new spots that have been around the league. So we have uh, the Jaguars have Brian Leftwich. The Bills have uh, Brian Dobble. They also have the Bills assistant manager as their new GM. Like we said with the Bears, we have Ryan Poles and we have Matt Eberflus. Uh, Broncos have the uh, 
Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. So all of these people are on the move. What do you guys think is the best signing so far? I was looking Quinn sticking with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. It is. I mean, you look what he did to the Cowboys team. Took him from basically worst to top five. Look what he did with Micah Parsons. Made yeah. him defensive rookie there. I think I think he would have been a defensive rookie there. Anyway. Right. That's what <laughs> no I matter who coached regardless. But yeah. I mean, granted, that's that's a home pick right there. But I can't wait to see what he does next year. As long as we can get some free agent signings, and he was highly touted. I mean, people wanted him in a head coaching position across the league. Yeah, absolutely. Uh what about Brian Dobble? Yeah. Let's see. Eh. The guy put up fucking 40 or 35 points against the Chiefs, and it was an overtime game. Yeah, but playing it with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, how many people have made careers playing with all-time quarterbacks that went other places and turned to shit? So I'm interested to see what he does in a different environment. Can I give a hot take? Daniel Jones yeah. sucks too. So yeah, Daniel Jones is awful. Yeah. Um, my hot take <laughs> That's where he's going. is that Josh Allen is going to have a better. Oh, Josh Allen has a better arm than Brett Favre. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's like proven already. You think so? <laughs> oh yeah, because dude, Josh Allen could throw the ball like eighty-five yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, T. Law uh, not like this. Who won't like this? Our buddy T. Law. Oh. How do you grow up? Is he, he's born in Illinois. His dad was from Wisconsin. Oh, it's always one of those people, bro. I don't, I don't fucking get that shit. I mean, I do get it because, like, I get it, but not when it comes to the Packers. Um, speaking, did you guys see those uh those walk up videos too of those the coaches? Now they have like the walk up video of uh, Ryan Poles getting out of his car. They had the walk up video of Brian Dobble getting out of his truck. You guys see those? No. You're lucky because they were probably some of the most awkward videos you'll ever see. They're like, I just, just thought it was, I just thought it was dumb. Literally like, dumb. With Paul's going to work, like showing up to work at like five 30 in the morning. I was like, dude, you're getting paid. How many millions That's of not dollars that bad. You should be showing up at five. <laughs> right. Right. Like, is that, is that supposed to be hard work? Probably leaves the place at like a, like one o'clock too. I don't oh, understand that, it. That dude better be sleeping there with that, that team. Can we talk about some, uh, some fucking bulls though? I mean, it's only right. Dude, they they jumped out tonight down 8-0 to the Magic. I thought it was going to be a tough one. I had the minus four and a half on the first half. Shout out to the Bulls. Thank God you guys locked that one down. Um, <sighs> fucking uh, DeMar DeRozan, starter for the NBA All-Star game. How is Zach Levine not a starter? He got fucking snubbed, bro. They're rats. They hate him. They do. The NBA hates, absolutely fucking hates Zach Levine. Anybody, and you know what? 25% more votes than stupid ass Trey Young. Sorry, not stupid ass Trey Young, but then Trey Young. Okay. Uh, for the players, only the fans picked. So that's what happens when you let the stupid ass fans. Remember in like 2007 uh, or something like that? I think it was 2007. When the All Star starter, the, the the fans got the vote, and then it was Dwayne Wade in 2007. No, no, it was uh, Allen Iverson when he wasn't even in, and then it was Yao Ming got voted in, 
And I was like, how the fuck are these guys getting voted in? Because it's just people want to vote, and it's only players that they know. People you know? in China, man. Oh, true. Well, what the fuck are they doing? The guy wasn't even in the league. How does that make yeah, sense? They, they voted Clay into the All-Star game when he was uh, <laughs> when he was out for the season. Wiggins. How the fuck did Wiggins get into the All-Star game as a starter? starter? <laughs> Dude, he's well, been he playing thinks- real well. Okay, but better than fucking other people? I mean, let's look at the West roster. See who, 18, who should have started over. A game. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's not starting. He's averaging 25, 5, and 4. Suspect. Suspect. <laughs> I don't understand how the fuck Andrew Wiggins made it as a starter. But I know it's a different division. But Zach Levine didn't make it as a starter. That's a fucking scam. Or are they not doing the draft this year? I always like the draft. I prefer I like the draft. draft. I thought that was okay. I like East versus West, but once they broke it up, I was like, hey, it doesn't really matter. I like that Kobe rule last year. That was fun. Yeah, that's a good one. I like Because they actually had to play, like, you know, it was competitive. Um, yeah, but I like the starters this year, except for Trey Young, because it should be Zach's spot. But other than that, I like the starters. I think they're pretty good. Um, no, that's bullshit. Who's the bench on the, uh, on the they West? Pick they, they didn't it? pick it yet. They didn't pick it yet. Only the Melo been leaked. Melo was leaked? Yeah, Lamella was leaked. Oh, bro, they said Carmelo. I was like, what the fucking oh, no. freak out, dude. <laughs> I was going to stop watching NBA. Um, did you guys see that the uh, the United Center has uh, has implemented, they're going to implement a betting, betting arena? It's about time, man. Finally, yeah, they partnered with uh, fucking FanDuel. So they're going to make that work, and they're going to have a two-story betting lounge where they can do in-game betting, which is mm-hmm. awesome. I don't understand how that stuff works though, because I could just bet from my phone. Why would oh, I get breaking news? Breaking news, breaking, breaking, breaking news. The Minnesota Vikings are expected to hire Michigan's Jim Harbo as head coach Wednesday afternoon. Mm. There you go. That's trouble for the North right there. That is. That's trouble for the North. Sorry. Just get rid of Kirk. Get, I mean, how are they going to get rid of the guy? Where is he going to go? The, uh, the Washington out. football team? Sorry. Sorry. Oh my God. I think they came died. up with a name. They're, they're going to announce soon, right? Uh, yeah, they're supposed to. Damn, well, God. if you type in www.washingtonadmirals, it'll take you to the Washington football team site. So, yeah. Yeah. Or commanders, too, though. So, I don't know. Could be either. But, I mean, Harbaugh is just a winner, man. That's going to be tough. I think you put him with Kirk Cousins. As long as they got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they're going to be a problem. Yeah. They just got to get that defense figured out. And, I mean, that's what Harbaugh does. I really think the Packers are on their way to be, like, probably top. They're going to be bad for the next five years. Yeah, I could. I don't know. We'll see. I think they're a good team. Plus, like I said, I'll put a sandwich bet on that, too, unless we already did one, that Aaron Rodgers will be there next season. Yeah, yeah, we'll put a sandwich bet on it. What was our other sandwich bet? I guess we're going to have to listen to it and probably figure that one out. Yeah, I'm probably um, going to win that one, too. I'll be eating for free for a while. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Speaking of eating for free, let's talk about these Duncan races. Um, I just lost my first Duncan race. Uh, five and one. Five and one. I think uh, we're going to come back from this loss. It's going to be a tough journey. But we're going to go on another five-game winning streak. Uh, I have a lot of high hopes on Cuppy Coffee. Cuppy Coffee has been pushing through lately. I took Dashing Donut, and he choked at the last minute. Um, but fucking Biggie Bagel, he's been doing okay this year, and uh, it's just a consistency factor with Dashing Donut. So we need a, we need Dashing Donut to pick it up more. 
and um, we'll be fine. But five and one, five and one for the Dunkin' Donuts races, and uh, we'll continue on throughout the year. Unless you go on like a, a severe slump, I'm still convinced there's some side of some sort of inside information being traded here between the Dunkin' people and Mikey. His Twitter followers. You've seen my Twitter. You know how much I go at it with the guys on Duncan. They get so mad at me. They'll message me. Dude, I fucking get in so many fights with no other Twitter page than Duncan Donuts because that's what I mean. I feel like I feel like you guys DM'd each other and they were like, Oh hey man, you just you shut up for a little bit. We'll throw you the winners. You got some free cups of coffee, you got some good content, (laughs) winning streak alive. So I, I wish the people at Duncan were that fucking smart, but they can't even make me a $3 coffee right. <laughs> so there's no shot. And by the way, they charge you like $4 for a fucking coffee now. You know that? For a large, oh, really? I, in in my the, the one that, I don't know if you go there, but there's one in Bartlett. It's right there. Right Every day before work, I'll go there. I'll get a large iced coffee. Light Which cream. Bartlett? Uh, it's on um, 59. That's the busiest Dunkin' Donuts of all Dunkin' Donuts I've ever been to. It was the one by the McDonald's. Well, and then there's also one I'll go on to on Stearns and uh, Stearns and uh, County Farm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same thing. $4.12. Why? Then when I go to the city, it's fucking $4.50. So it's it's always a scam anywhere I go. Uh, still love Dunkin'. Shout out Dunkin', even though we're not sponsored by them. Uh, speaking of not being sponsored, the Malnati's hates us because we swear. And uh, that's not good. So uh, no more free Lou Malnati's pizzas, guys. <laughs> I'm a Garibaldi's sorry. pizza guy anyway. Yeah, you know what? We will, like thin crust. We'll figure out. We're going to get a new pizza brand here, okay? Yeah, I like I like thin crust New York-style pizza. Garibaldi's, in my opinion. Best I like, I'm a big New York pizza guy, too. You're a New York pizza guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. thin crust. Like the big slices, dude. Oh, my God, dude. I went to New York when I went to go see Frank. Dude, all I did for the last, those three days was get pizza. So Pizza and J- hot dogs. Me and J-Mo used to play basketball in this league on Arlington Heights. And actually, Jimmy Garoppolo we used to play against his buddies. And Jimmy would actually come to the games uh, nice. to watch the games. And uh, after every game, uh, we got sponsored by a bar out there called Eddie's. So on the way from the stadium or from the the gym to Eddie's, I'd stop and get a slice of pizza every single Thursday. Every single Thursday. So Garibaldi's Thursday Pizza, pizzas. hands down the best pizza around. Jeff, you didn't hear Mikey say it, but we got dropped from Luminati's because we were swearing. Oh, yeah, so Jeff, we got dropped. <laughs> we got dropped from Luminati's from for swearing. So yeah, they uh, they're done with us. <laughs> I I think that it, it's only right. I mean, I I got a we got a couple free pizzas from them. That was very nice. Um, but yeah, they said there's too much swearing on our podcasts. So, uh, no more Luminati's guys. So we're going to find another pizza place, a pizza place that isn't scared of us, a pizza place that is OK with swearing, because um, you know what? If you're if you're a pizza place, you're Italian and you should know that Italians swear. So if you don't swear and you're in a pizza place, you're not really a fucking pizza place because you're not an Italian pizza place. So Lou is a fucking phony. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Italians like to swear. Italians are horny. If you saw our, if you listened to our episode last week, you, you heard about Jeff, you know, DMing these Instagram models. So we fit the profile. There's, there's got to be a place yeah. out there. Very, very horny Italian guys on this. Pi- wait, wait, never mind. Uh, you know what I'm saying though? Like we like pizza. That's what we were or trying to say pizza here. Pizza in the mix. Mugs pizza. J, uh, JD mugs. 
I don't know if it's called JD Mugs. There's a Mugs on Roselle right across the street from Luminati's too. You know what? I'll make a stop there. Let's Open see. At 3 a.m. Open you know what? Shout out to the listeners. If any of these listeners know any pizza places that are looking to sponsor a podcast page that swears, let us know because it's not Lou Malnati's. Not Lou Malnati's pizza. And I will not be getting a heart shaped pizza from them on Valentine's Day. And it won't be the pepperoni. And it won't be with extra ranch sauce. And it won't be at 8 p.m. And you won't see my car there. All right. Anyways, oh, <laughs> I got the Mikey Met, the Mikey Mets mailbox, Mikey Betts mailbox. We got some questions, so let's take some questions really quick. Do we have anything else to talk about? I feel like I skipped something. No, man, we got it all. Yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good. All right. So this question is from a longtime listener. One of our favorite first-time listeners is uh, Jason Boone. Thoughts on a Uzoma and slash Higby anytime touchdown parlay for the Super Bowl, assuming Higby is good to go, of course. I love it. Uh, the Bengals have allowed, I think, an average of 80 yards a game to – or I'm sorry. Yeah, of 80 yards a game to their um, tight ends. You can fact check me on that. You can go ahead and check uh, on CBS. They'll they'll show you how many yards per game. Uh, so I like Higgins. Uh, Higgins always gets open. He's underrated. Obviously, I would take Cooper Cup, but I do like T. Higgins. He had a sloppy game last week. It wasn't the worst game. He was very clutch, very fucking clutch, which nobody talked about. Um, but I can definitely see him having a touchdown this this uh, this Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to scare me, but I would take it. If you, if you put peanuts on it, go ahead and put peanuts. I said peanuts, P E A N U T S put peanuts on that. Yep. Um, and then he also gave, uh, Oh, cause I also asked what song I should sing at the bar for karaoke. He gave me ice, ice baby. So, uh, this weekend, check it out. I'm going to be at karaoke night Prairie pub. If you guys are done, I'll be there Saturday night. Uh, talking to you, Jeff and Elliot and the listeners, that's where I will be, uh, singing karaoke. So be there or be square. It's in Bartlett and it is probably the scumbaggiest bar you'll ever go to. I love it. I don't know, man. You're at time out there quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was all right. So anybody who doesn't know yet, I, uh, we went to time out. I went to time out before this. I had a few fucking modelo time you know what i'm saying so uh, i'm feeling it a little bit i love timeout shout out timeout wings the best wings in the midwest i don't know anybody else who has better wings um anybody who wants to debate me you can but you'll be wrong uh next question is from the parlay pd will there be any bud light at your live podcast if we do have a live podcast which i'm hoping we do we had a lot of engagement from it i think that we will have a uh bunch of bud light because uh Bud Light is good. It's good for the soul. It's good for um, your chakras, your alignment with one's soul. Um, if you guys read astrology, you'll know that if you're an Aries or a uh, crypto or a Bitcoin, your Bud Light vibes gel well with that. Um, and the next person said, uh, his name is at short D, but my D long. Oh, short. Oh, I get that. Oh, short end, but my D long. Okay, that's funny. Um, Thunderstruck by ACDC. And who will the Bulls make a move for? Uh, oh, nobody. You So you think they're going to stay still? Yeah, I don't think the Bulls are changing up what they got going on right now. Mm. <laughs> Why would they make a move? And then if they made a move, they who are they to. giving up? Other than Kobe White. I don't see it happening. Okay, okay. Um. I see them making a move for a backup center. 
So whether that's a Robert Williams on the Celtics, he's a starter now, but he could be a backup. If we could trade him for something small, um, this team just needs to get healthy. I think that's what that this that that's what this team needs to worry about now. They need to get healthy, and then they need to, uh, if they can find somebody that's available, go ahead, you know. But don't stretch out too far. Don't don't try to reach for the stars and fucking end up falling flat on your ass. Um, if it's not there, don't take it. And uh, AK knows that we trust him and uh, see what he does throughout the years. Because so far, he's turned this team around into a uh, a playoff team within less than 18 months. So I'm just going to trust the guy. Uh, take Steeler said in the air tonight. So I could probably try that one out. And then uh, don't follow me shy said, what's the best club in the city? Uh, the best club in the city. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. I'm going to go. I got three. I like Joy District. Joy District is where uh, I kiss my uh, my fiance. First kiss on my, my fiance. Um, Concrete Cowboy is good. I think they shut down. I remember. And then uh, El Jefe. I mean, if you've never been to El Jefe, you're not a scumbag. So El Jefe is probably uh, one of the best clubs in the city that I could uh, can name. And 858, I think level 858, or I forget what it is, but it's on Damon Avenue and Lake, so that's a good one, too. Um, what do you guys Hush. think? I don't go to the city that often. But Hush, Hush is that bar that your friend owns, right? Late night, go to Hush. Uh, they own Joy District, too. Oh, nice. But if you're out there in the city, go to Hush. Late night, it's the place to be. All right, go to Hush. I think we're going to have to try that. Uh Hush. What about you, Jeff? What do you think? I was going to say Hush, Joy District, and El Jefe. I love El Jefe. I think uh, I got kicked out of it. Me and my buddies got kicked out of it twice. So El Jefe is the one I go to. The other two are, yes, our buddies' place. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. El Jefe is, uh, I think it's got a bad rep, though, lately. I think there's uh, some stuff that went down over there and uh, it's got a bad rep, but still a fun place to have. Uh, Oh, we have another. We have some more questions on Instagram. Oh, my fucking fiance. Oh, my gosh. If it came down to me and Derek Rose, who would you pick? Uh, I plead the fifth. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I'll take you for sure. Derek Rose tore his ACL, so he's got no use for me. Um, I'm saying if it's a healthy D Rose, there might be a different answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, come on, bro. It's a healthy D Rose. <laughs> like, it brought us the future and stuff. Um, what, and then she asked me one more question. What's the over under on me making her dinner tomorrow? Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, it's over. I'll make, uh, make lasagna. I'm gonna make lasagna tomorrow and I'll, I'll post a picture of that shit. It'll look nice and juicy. So, uh, those were the Mikey Betts questions of the week. I believe that's everything. And then, um, I got some karaoke songs that might be singing. What else we got next week? We got uh, our one year anniversary of the Mikey Bet Show, which is awesome. I can't wait. We're going to figure out what we're going to do. Um, we might have a couple of few guests on. I know next week we're going to be having um, uh, Batman's coming on, Gotham City Vig. If anybody knows who that is, everybody should know who that is. That's Gotham City Vig. Uh, we're going to have a couple more people. I know February, like I said, the last two months, we're going to have Gary Sheffield on, but. Um, I'm actually flying out there and we're going to do a live interview together uh, and then we'll zoom it. So we'll do that. All of us. That'll be a good time. And then, um, yeah, that's about it. So with that being said, we have our shit shows of the week. What's your guys shit shows of the week? I don't know. I had a pretty chill week. 
(laughs) Yeah, that was like the calmest fucking shit I've ever. I don't know. I had a pretty chill week. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was a good week. Uh, I'm trying to think what my what did I? Yeah, you know what, Jeff? I think I had a good week too. I don't even know. I have nothing to complain about. All right, I'm gonna get into my shit show. I actually had a great week. Shit show I had though. I was sledding with my kids. This is the third week in a row that your shit show has been sledding with your kids. Dude, sledding is fucking sledding is wild. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Sledding when it's winter out, dude. I I take advantage of every opportunity in in the outdoors to do whatever. Um so actually I'll I'll say I'll share two of my shit shows. I didn't share this one uh, last week. I had to buy my kid a big ass Lego because he scored his first basket in a basketball game. Oh nice. I, I never thought that he would score though. So he's five years old. He broke his arm. So he missed the four and five year old league over here in Bartlett. So I signed him up in Streamwood and there weren't enough kids to sign up. So I just put him in a league with six, seven and eight year olds thinking like, yeah, no big deal. My son is like a midget out there, literally like the smallest kid on the court, but he holds his own. But I never in a million years thought he would have scored. So I told him, I was like, yeah, if you score, I'll buy you this Mario video game. And sure enough, Second to last game of the season, he just dribbles up the middle of the court, chucks it up, banks it in, immediately him. immediately runs off the court too, gets in my <laughs> face and just yells at me. He's like, "You gotta buy me that Mario video game." Um, I love it. Sure enough, though, we get to Target. The video game itself was like a hundred bucks, and then I would have needed to buy him a Nintendo Switch, which was like three hundred fifty bucks. And I was like, "I'm out, not happening." So I had to get him a Lego. Nice. Either way, I had to drop some money on the kid. But it was all all you know worth it. He'll never forget that. I'm gonna have um, to but, talk to him about running off the court. Just just no presence of mind to get back on defense. What do the coaches well, teach? None of none of these kids have awareness either way. But it was funny because everybody was so happy for him because like he's the youngest kid out there. Everybody knows he's only five, and he comes running off the court. And as a as a coach, you're coaching like five, six, seven, eight year olds. Like you just really just have to tell them to pay attention because like most of them aren't really paying attention unless you got some good kids. So he literally, as he's running at me, I'm pointing like, get back on defense, find your man, get back. That's so Um, fucking funny, dude. Yeah. But no, dude, I'm telling you, my other shit show was I was sledding with a bunch of these kids, dude. Sledding is dangerous. And (laughs) goes down, this kid goes down the hills. One of these kids in my son's class, um, they go down and they just hang out at the bottom of the hill, which is like the worst thing you could possibly do. One of the dads brought like a big ass fucking toboggan and this kid goes down on it. Literally one kid olays it. So it misses him. The other kid took it right in the knees, went face first into the toboggan, nose smashed flat as fuck across his face. And his mom goes down the hill and looks at it. And she's like, oh, yeah, it just looks like a little bruise. He should be fine. I look at this kid. His nose is bleeding. His nose is literally flat against his face. And I just look at her. I'm like, that thing's broken. It's like, no, no, no. It's just a bruise. He, you know, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'm just like, some right, well. I'm like, even if it is broken, you can't really do much. It's a broken nose. So I guess you're all right. And then I was like, all right, we're out. Once that happens, I'm leaving. <laughs> Once kids start breaking things, I'm out of there. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck that. That is a shit show. Yeah, so not necessarily my shit show, but you hate to see that. I don't want to see any kids getting hurt. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, my other shit show, I think we all, I hope Jeff doesn't have a second one. But because, uh, you know, you don't want to wish more than one shit show on somebody, you know. Um, my other shit show is uh, 
my other customer goes, uh, not even a customer, almost a new customer. And like I said, we're, we're pretty busy at work. So we have a lot of customers and it's, it's just not worth it taking in extra work when they're going to be headaches. He goes, am I going to get a discount? I said, it's a new, brand new customer. He said, am I going to get a discount? I said, for what? And he was like, oh, I'm a new customer. I don't get a discount. I was like, I, I don't get a new discount when I open up, like when I go get anid- when I go get acid from another customer. Like I don't, I don't get, and he's like, oh man, that's fucked up. How can you say that? Blah, 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 this and that. And I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're not going to do business. Blah, 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 this and that. He goes, why? What's your problem? Why would you say something like that? I said, you already are giving me a headache and I ha- I don't even have your parts. So why the fuck would I like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't say why the fuck, but I was like, you're already giving me a headache right now and I'm not even doing the work for you. So why would I do the work for you? And you giving me even more of a headache. He goes, Oh my gosh, what kind of blah, 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 this and that, this and that. And then uh, I was like, well, you can go somewhere else, just go somewhere else and get your parts sanitized. He goes, Oh, it's like that. It's like that. And I was like, yeah, Dude, he fucking slammed my door, opened it up again, slammed it again, opened it up again, slammed it again, opened it up and slammed it again. Bro, I thought he was a fucking crackhead. And it had to be a crackhead. It had to be a crackhead because where I work is, you know, the west side. I work right by uh, East Garfield Park. Right under me is all the crackheads, right by the Salvation Army's right there. But it wasn't a crackhead, which got me concerned. I'm thinking, is this guy a future crackhead? Is this how they start out? Is this what, you know, are these the signs of a crackhead? And then I'm like, well, I might be a crackhead because I'm fucking nuts. And it, it, <laughs> here I am. This story is taking some wild turns. Right. I think the moral of the story for anybody listening now, don't smoke crack. Don't smoke crack. Simple. Simple. It's simple. Like, why, why would my customer come down there and talk like he's smoking crack? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm just glad you're all right. You made it out alive. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> I do have a quick, uh, quick, uh, Quick one for myself. It's just my overall luck in betting. So these guys are betters. You know, it's Mikey Betts, obviously. He's he's the man. He knows it all. Appreciate it. I bet more so with my friends, you know. So we always do, you know, we do $20, $50 in the pot, $50 ahead, $100 ahead, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we did the playoff bet. Beginning of the playoffs, everyone gets two teams. Random. You put the money in. Whatever. I had the Bengals and Niners. Niners lost. Cool. We also do it for the Royal Rumble. That just happened. WWF, WWE. So you throw in 50 bucks, you get five people. It's all random. We don't know what number. You get five numbers. Whoever comes out is your guy. So the five people I got are just people who were not going to win. I got Johnny Knoxville <laughs> from, yes, Johnny Knoxville from whatever you I was just about guess. to say, from what Jackass. Johnny Knoxville, Ray Mysterio, who's 50 years old. Shane McMahon, who's 50 years old. Bad Bunny. I don't know if you know who Bad Bunny is. We all know who Bad Bunny is. Puerto Rican. One of the most famous guys in the world. Yeah. Not a wrestler. So I got those guys and then some random guy. So my luck is just, I was being laughed at all Saturday when this was on. You said you got Shane McMahon? Shane McMahon. Yes. Yeah. That's that's, that's the worst. Oh my gosh. I had like no legitimate chance to win. It was embarrassing. That sounds like a fucking shit show. Are, are you guys? Are you guys big wrestling guys? My buddies are. I'm not. Yeah, I haven't watched wrestling in like I can't tell you how long. I used to be big into it. We used to do the backyard wrestling and everything back in the day. We got some great footage, but yeah, not not for a while. VHS footage. It, it, it is VHS footage. 
That's fucking hilarious. Wow. If you guys had to pick, would you guys pick WWE or AEW? I've never watched AEW, so neither have I. I just thought you guys would have some more input about it than me. <laughs> One of the best video games ever was WWE, uh, WWE NWA Revenge. No, it was Raw versus SmackDown 2006. That was the best WWE game of all. Yeah, time. I'm older than you, bro. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, so what was what was the best Madden game for you? I want to hear this one. 2006, I was out living my life. <laughs> oh my god, I was fucking. I was 11 years old, stuck in my house eating chicken kiabs and shit, bro. Like good for I you. So- I was a sophomore in college. Probably <laughs> <laughs> eating chicken kiabs. Oh yeah. Well, with that being said, guys, this was the Mikey Bet Show. I got a fucking pretzel in my mouth, so that means it's time to go. Uh, we will be back next week, one year anniversary. Check it out. We'll have more details. Check out the Instagram page at Real Mikey Bets, Facebook page, I mean Twitter page at Real Mikey Bets. Uh we have your co-host here, Elliot and Jeff. Where can they find you guys? Holler at me on Instagram at Mo underscore Billups. Twitter. You can just find me through Elliot's page because I don't go on Twitter and I don't know my name. <laughs> so Yeah, Twitter uh, at El Noriega28. Same thing, Instagram. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we're going to take this out and uh, we have a nice uh, song for you by yours truly uh, as an Eberflus tribute by the uh, Mikey Betts. And with that being said, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Peace. Allah.